On August 18, 1920, the United States Congress ratified the 19th Amendment, granting women the right to vote. This achievement was the culmination of tireless efforts by many women and some men across the U.S. and right here in Cambridge, Mass. Today's drama begins on this momentous day in 1920, but has its roots in earlier happenings as our two heroines brave angry fathers, intimidating schoolmistresses, fraudulent mediums, and snobby schoolmates to solve the mystery of the scandalous suffragette skullduggery. August 18th, 1920, Marshall Detective Agency, New York. Extra, extra, read all about it. Congress gives women the right to vote. Extra, extra, read all about it. Congress gives women the vote. Can you believe it? Finally, after oh, almost 150 years of struggle. You shred it, Wheat. I'm going to yell down and make sure that Joe saves 10 copies for us. Hey! Hey, Joe! Leave 10 of those on the front stoop. I'm letting 20 cents down in the basket. Hi, Alex. I bet the deems are going to get even more pretty now that you can vote. That's Miss Marshall to you, you sassy pipsqueak. Now, don't make me come down eight floors to smack you. You got it, Miss Marshall. <sighs> He's an annoying little squirt, but basically a good boy. Just trying to help his family survive by doing any work he can find. Mm. Here. Add some extra from the money that mother gave me to take, take your, your sister, sister to get, get some decent clothes, for goodness sake. <laughs> Sis, it is so fun that you've set up this pulley with a basket right from your office down to the street level. Oh, it's just like we did between our bedrooms at home. You know, until father made us take it down because it, it was, was a, a lot, lot of nonsense. nonsense. And, and what, what would the, the neighbors, neighbors think? <laughs> Aside from the fun, having an office on the eighth floor walk-up makes it pretty useful. Mm. Oh, if mother or father ever saw this office, they would flip their lids. Oh, you betcha. They've pretty much given up on me since I came back from the war and moved to New York to start my own detective agency as... George and I planned before. But, but ever since you solved that Madame Varetsky caper last year, well, all their society friends can't say enough about how smart and plucky you are. Mm. Speaking of the Varetsky dame, makes me wonder about that Madame, what's her name, that was at all those suffragist rallies back in Boston. Remember predicting that women wouldn't get the right to vote until 1920? Yeah, but enough about that for now, sis. Let's call the gang, get all dolled up, and meet them at that speakeasy you've been telling me about to celebrate. August 18th, 1920, the Bolt Hole Speakeasy, New York. Isn't that Auntie May singing at the piano? There she is. It, it is Auntie May singing. Sure, it sure is, and no surprise there. Gosh, remember hearing about how she and her friends roller skated around and around the college trustees meeting? Or remember, they refused to stop until they 
agreed to discuss housing those scholarship girls in the same dorms as the rest of the students. You bet I do. As Miss Cabot used to say at least once a day when we were in school, there's something about the refinement of a Miss Cabot's girl. Hey girls, come on over and celebrate this great day. Waiter, a round of Canadian tea and a round of Scotch tea for my nieces and make it snappy or we'll vote you out of office. Hi, Auntie May. How long have you been, you know, crooning in this gin, this gin joint? I've been coming here since those men in Washington passed prohibition earlier this year. Idiots. There's a lot more boozing now than ever there was before that passed that ridiculous amendment. But I just had to sing tonight. Enough of that? Oh, I see our tea has arrived. So let's toast to this amazing day. Mabel to Mabel Hubbard Bell and all the women and men from Cambridge and across the country who helped to make this momentous day a reality. Here, here! <laughs> Why did it take so long? It's been 70 years since the first National Women's Rights Convention, and individual states have been granting women the vote. Sadly, I think the Great War made the difference. In addition to doing the things we've always done in our domestic sphere, women nursed the wounded and handled communications in the war zone and did all kinds of jobs that were only open to man before that time. Hmm. Now that women have the vote, we won't have any more wars. Here, here, and a toast to the day when we elect our first female president. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that shouldn't be too far off. I mean, sis. <laughs> Just remember skipping school to go to the marches in the Boston Common back in 1915? Oh, it was so exciting, but nerve-wracking, just thinking how we might get caught and sent to Miss Cabot's office. Oh, I know. That was five years ago. It does seem like an awfully long time. Well, girls, that's my cue to get back to the piano. Bottoms up. <laughs> August 19th, 1920, Marshall Detective Agency, New York. Oh, that speakeasy was the bee's knees, sis. I can see why Auntie May spends so much time over there. Yes, sirree. Although, my head is pretty sore from all that giggle water. I've been thinking about our conversation last night. Why did it take so long for women to win the vote? There certainly were a lot of mishaps back when we were skipping school to go to rallies in Boston. Remember? And how. And I'm beginning to think it might have been sabotage organized by one person who really didn't want women to get the vote. That has to be quite a long list of suspects. Starting 
with father. Ugh, sis. <laughs> now that you're a full-time detective, you see crimes and suspects everywhere. Although, you may have a point. Remember that first suffragist rally we attended in Boston Common in 1915? And all those cows and sheep were led out to graze right in the middle. October 5th, 1915, Boston Common. Votes for women! Votes for women! Votes for women! Woo! I stand here before you today in 1915, fully 65 years since the first National Women's Rights Convention was held in Worcester to address the inequality of women in our society. And yet, Many women in the United States still do not have the basic right to vote. More than a hundred years ago, suffragist Sarah Grimke said, we ask no favors for our sex. All we ask of our brethren is that you lift your feet from off our necks and allow us to stand upright. Votes for women! Votes for women! Mrs. Bell, James Black, Boston Globe. What do you have to say to your readers about who ask about uh, ask you and why all of your other ladies are out here kicking up a fuss on Boston Common instead of caring for their families and homes? Young man, I assume you have a mother and maybe a sister well, and a wife. Uh, well, yes, uh, and of course. And can I... you honestly stand here and tell me, the ladies here and your readers, that you do not believe they are your equal? Well, no, of course not. I... I'm just asking on behalf of my paper, you my editor. You tell your readers that in 1776, during the drafting of the Declaration of Independence at the founding of this new republic, Abigail Adams asked her husband, John Quincy Adams, to remember the ladies. And that is what we are asking, nay, demanding mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. I can't believe we actually got here. I keep expecting to see Miss Cabot here, giving us that stern look and hauling us back to school. <laughs> Mrs. Marshall, a Miss Cabot's girl, does not make a spectacle of herself. <laughs> I know. Nice job phoning the school office this morning and pretending to be mother, saying we wouldn't be in because we were indisposed. <laughs> Speaking of mother, I could have sworn I saw her over there. On the other side of the stage, wearing a, a giant hat? Oh, I wish it were so, but she is so under father's thumb, I, I can't imagine her being brave enough to come here. The way he speaks to her, and us, makes me so angry. Sometimes I just, she's starting up again. We ask the men of this nation, our fathers, husbands, and brothers, to grant us this simple right to cast our votes at the ballot box so that our voices can be heard. We will not rest until we have this what? right. Stop. 
October 5th, 1915, Marshall Home, Cambridge, Massachusetts. I can't believe the news in tonight's paper. I don't know what these women were thinking, out shouting on Boston Common like stevedores instead of at home where they belong. Serves them right that somebody let 100 cows and sheep loose. <laughs> oh, father, why shouldn't women have the right to vote? We're in the 20th century now. And we can do anything men can do, and some things that they can't. Mm -hmm. Edward, the, the girls have a point. So many things have changed since the Enough! war. Enough! I won't listen to any more of this nonsense in my house. Is that clear? Oh, yes, Edward. Girls? Votes for women! <laughs> November 4th, 1915, Boston Common. Votes for women! Votes for women! Votes for women! Good afternoon and welcome. Our opponents, those who wish to continue to deny us the right to vote, increase their attempts to stop us today by replacing our announcement of the rally in the newspapers with anti-suffrage propaganda. <gasps> but could they stop us in our quest for justice? No! 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 Continue until we win the right to vote? Yes, yes, yes! yes. yes. Hey, hey, who's that dame in the, in the black veil at the back of the crowd? The spirits are telling me that it will be five more years until women win the vote. It will not happen until 1920. The spirits know all. The spirits... See all. If you want to know more, visit my tea room on Tremont Street. August 21st, 1920, Miss Cabot's School, Boston, Massachusetts. Well, Mrs. Marshalls, this is an unexpected pleasure. Alice, I heard you were living in New York and working as a detective. Is this true? It's nice to see you too, Miss Cabot. And yes, I am running a detective agency in New York. I keep trying to convince Louise to move down there and work with me. New York is the cat's meow, especially with all those speakeasies. Now that the 19th Amendment has finally passed, We've been trying to figure out who might have delayed its passage by sabotaging the rallies here in Boston five years ago. Mm -hmm. You mean the rallies that you girls skipped school to attend? You knew? Of course I knew. I would have skipped school to attend as well if I could have, but that might have been a bit more noticeable. But why did you come to see me? You surely don't think that I had anything to do with the sabotage. Well, I mean, you always seem to have such an... An, an old-fashioned, yeah. uh, rather a traditional view of women acting ladylike. And not and... making a spectacle of themselves. <laughs> Girls, you have to understand that if my school is to stay in business, I must convince parents that I am going to prepare their daughters in the proper manner to assume their roles in society as wives and mothers. 
My goal is to educate girls so that they can reach their full potential. So of course I support women's suffrage. Oh, I, I see what you mean. Sorry, we, we didn't understand that, Miss Cabot. Well, so do you have any ideas about who might have been responsible for the sabotage? Well, I don't like to speak negatively of any of my former students, but the Mrs. Bradford were always vehemently opposed to women's suffrage, and they might be capable of orchestrating sabotage. Thanks, Miss Cabot. Goodbye. Goodbye. Miss Marshall, Alice. Yes, Miss Cabot? Best of luck with the New York Detective Agency. It sounds exciting. August 21st, 1920, Bradford Home, Boston, Massachusetts. What a surprise it was to get your call after all these years. Yes, we thought you would be too busy with your detective agency in New York to visit little old us. Thanks for being willing to talk to me. My sister and I... Uh, oh, oh, is she a famous detective too? Are trying to find out who sabotaged the suffragist rallies back when we were at Miss Cabot's. Oh, yes. The livestock on the common, the switched <laughs> posters, the wrong information in the newspaper all those times. Very clever, yes. But why would you think we did these things? You always made it clear that you opposed women's suffrage and mocked anyone who supported it. And those seem like just the nasty kind of monkey business you two might get someone else to do for you. Why would we want to mix in politics when our sphere is the home? In our role as wives and mothers, we will be responsible for ensuring the highest moral standards of the men in our domestic circle. I agree. But we certainly wouldn't have wasted our time trying to stop your silly little rallies. Now... I've had just about enough of you and your accusations. And you can be sure that we will be telling our father to let your father know that we don't appreciate being grilled by you, Miss New York Detective. <clears throat> I can see you two haven't changed a bit since school. I'll let myself out. Goodbye. Come in, my dear. The spirits can tell you, tell me that you are troubled. M Madam Chavetsky? Chavetsky? It, it, it took me quite a while to find you. You look so familiar. You wouldn't by any chance know a Madame Varetsky, would you? Oh, no, dear. No, 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 no. The name means nothing to me. No. About your troubles. Hmm. Hmm. 
Did you make some predictions at suffragist rallies back in 1915 that women wouldn't win the vote until 1920? Mm, yes, I did. <laughs> the spirit came through me and predicted that. <laughs> how much were you paid? <gasps> My dear, how can you imply such a thing? The spirits... Look, madam, I've dealt with phony mediums before. Well, uh, sort of. Sort of phony, because, well, she did... She did That is, look, that's besides the point. I know somebody paid you off to make those dire predictions, and I want to know who it was. Oh, oh. money was slipped through my mail slot with a note asking me to disrupt the rally. I never saw who left it, but the spirit could see that. It would be five years Five more years before women could take their rightful place. Oh, applesauce, madam. August 21st, 1920, Marshall Home, Cambridge, Massachusetts. It's absolutely outrageous! I will not have my daughters harassing the daughters of one of my senior directors at my firm. Oh, darn it. I guess Charlotte and Letitia ratted me out. According to Thomas Bradford, you questioned his daughters as if they were suspects in, in the so-called sabotage of the ridiculous suffragette disturbances of five years ago. Suffragists, not suffragettes. What did I say? What did you say? I said we call ourselves suffragists, not suffragettes. Ourselves? Yes, ourselves. I'm proud to be a suffragist, just like my daughters, my sister, and to have finally won the basic right to vote. And just like Alice and Louise, I want to figure out who sabotaged our movement here in Boston. Atta girl, mother. I knew I recognized your hat that day on the common. I knew you girls were skipping school to attend the rallies, and I was proud of you. Instead of skulking around in disguise because of my position in society and not wanting to upset your father, oh, I wish I had been bolder. Do, do you mean to tell me that... You were all sneaking out the, to those rallies behind my back? Oh, without even considering my social standing and, and your rightful roles? Oh, this is what comes of educating girls. How did you like it when all your newspaper notices and leaflets were changed? <laughs> and the day that 100 cows and sheep were let loose on the common during your rally? <laughs> Father, how did you know that there were 100? <gasps> uh, it was um, in the paper. Mm, no, it wasn't. No. Nobody could have counted the animals, what with the, the pandemonium going on, and, and most of them were rounded up before the newspaper reporters even arrived. It was you, Edward. Well, the cows were my idea. <laughs> but it was a group of us, all important business leaders, who decided to do something to stop all the nonsense about votes for women that was disturbing our wives and daughters from their proper roles and encouraging, encouraging them to make spectacles of themselves. 
in my day. My sister was right. I should never have married you. She told me you would crush my spirit and that I would get bored being a proper wife and mother. But I was in love with you and I wouldn't listen. And then as the years passed, I did let you crush my spirit. Instead of telling you that I'm a suffragist, I sneaked out to the rallies and let you shout at the girls. Well, no more. Girls, when's the next train to New York? August 23rd, 1920. The Bolt Hole Speakeasy, New York. And it turns out she was that friend who roller skated around the trustees meeting at the college, too. Mm. Hello, girls. How's New York treating you so far? It's the cat's pajamas. Waiter, bring us some more of this tea so we can toast to freedom. <laughs> Do you ever plan to go back home, Mother? Horse feathers! I wouldn't go back to those wet blankets for a thousand smackers. Except for the Cambridge suffragists. Those stiffs give me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> you shred it, Wheat. I don't see any reason to go back there, either. Hey, sis. Do you still need a partner in the Marshall Detective Agency? And how? Better slow down on that giggle juice. You'll want to be fresh as a daisy when you start tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock sharp. Got to get a wiggle on, girls. That's my cue. (laughs) (laughs) 